Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our gospel lesson for this morning comes from Luke, the first chapter. Lord, Lord, Lord. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women! And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Here ends our gospel lesson. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you in the name of God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This week, we hear about two women who are about to change the world through their motherhood. Of course, we, we know Mary pretty well, the mother of our Lord. Though we do not know exactly how old she was, it is likely that she was merely 14, 15, or 16. Uh, 16 years old, based on the common marriage practice, practices of her day. She was young, as young as 14, and God entrusted her to carry the Son of God to term and to be our God incarnate's mother. It's really surprising, right? We don't even trust 14-year-olds to drive on their own, let alone be the mother of God. Here she was, though, a young girl with little life experience to rely on carrying the Son of God into the world. Amazing. So, she sought out the counsel of her much older relative, Elizabeth. As it turned out, Elizabeth was also pregnant, even though she was well past childbearing years. And I read she may have been even as old as 88, according to one ancient tradition. Pretty old to be having a baby. (laughs) Elizabeth, the older, wiser relative, would likely know how to reassure Mary that though she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit, 
in this crazy, once-in-the-life-of-the-universe event, still, everything would be okay. On her end, it probably reassured Mary in a different way to see the miraculous pregnancy of her far older relative who was too old for such things. Mary had not yet been with a man. How could she be pregnant? Elizabeth was far too old to still be having children. How could she be pregnant? They made the odd yet perfect pair. In verse 41 of our passage for this week, John the Baptist first recognizes our Lord, not as a voice crying in the wilderness, but as a child leaping in his mother's womb. In the presence of Christ in utero, John jumped for joy in his own mother's belly, letting her know that the mother and child who came to visit them were something truly special. At this, Elizabeth exclaimed to Mary, with the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through her, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Mother and son both recognized that Mary and the baby Jesus were truly something special. And they proclaimed this truth as such before he was even born. All children are special. But this child in that scared teenager's belly was the first to wreck, <clears throat> or was something truly divine. He was the Messiah come to save. And John was the first to recognize him as such, even as a baby in the womb, followed immediately by his mother, who was filled with the power of God to proclaim the truth that Christ had come. Furthermore, not only had God chosen to save the world through a baby boy and his young teenage mother, God chose to first proclaim this truth through another baby in the womb and his mother, who was well-worn with age. Truly miraculous. Now, we might be inclined to think that Mary would have been freaked out by this whole thing. I mean, first off, she got pregnant in a spontaneous manner that I'm sure she could not really explain to anyone. Even her fiancé, Joseph, thought that she had cheated on him and was prepared to dismiss her over it. How do you explain immaculate conception when you are the woman whom God impregnated by the Holy Spirit? Seems a little convenient, right? God did it. She said, yeah, right. We can easily imagine people around her saying. On top of that, she sees her very old relative, Elizabeth, pregnant of all things, and bursting into proclamations about how Mary is the mother of our Lord. Really kind of crazy. Mary's response was anything but shock and stupor. And she responded with what we now call the Magnificat. What we just read as our psalm for today, and we can go through it again, and I just read it in the Gospel lesson. And fortunately for us, our hymn of the day is the Magnificat, so we get to say it multiple times today. 
This is Mary's hymn praising God for her pregnancy. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant, she began. She did not respond with horror or fear, but instead with praise. She rejoiced that she, as a lowly servant of the Lord, was chosen as the one to bring God to earth. Powerful stuff. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name, she went on. She understood that all of this was truly a gift from God, and she rejoiced in her situation as a great thing. Though the world would have seen her as somehow ruined, she knew that she was blessed directly by the hand of God. Whatever happened in the world around her was of little consequence because the Mighty One had done great things for her by blessing her with with the child of God. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and uplifted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. Fascinatingly, by bringing this child into the world, Mary was participating in unsettling the power of the world and its leaders. The birth of the Christ child would scatter the proud, would bring down the powerful, would feed the hungry and deprive the rich. Such a lofty declaration over a child who had not even been born yet. She finished by declaring, God has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Mary's child would be a fulfillment of God's covenant with Abraham, not a deviation from it. The Son of God would come directly to the people for the people in accordance with the scriptures. He would not only confound the powerful, he would also renew the covenant that God had forged with the descendants of Abraham centuries earlier and would bless the whole world through them in new ways. Momentous things were about to happen, and Jesus' mother, Mary, sang about them from the moment that John the Baptist recognized the power, holiness, and wonder of the child near to him. There is much to this story that Mary could have experienced as crazy or confusing. But instead, she rejoiced in all she heard and praised God for it. She had a lot on the line and a lot to lose, too. But she gave thanks to God and recognized her blessings as blessings from the outset. It is my prayer this Christmas 
this Christmas season that we can all do the same. Let us not only eat, drink, and be merry with one another as we open gifts and watch Christmas movies together, or whatever your traditions might be. But let us also rejoice in the blessed mystery of it all. There are many who doubt during this holy season of family and eggnog, and they think that they have good reason for doing so. Yet, Mary had far more reason to be scared and anxious for everything that was about to happen to her and, and for the Christ child growing in her womb. But instead of being anxious or fearful, she recognized her blessings as blessings and rejoiced in them by praising God. I pray that we might all recognize the blessings in our life this week as we celebrate the birth of Christ into our world, the greatest blessing of all. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.